Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me as always to talk all things women's cycling is my dear friend Sarah. Hi Sarah. Hello. How, How are you doing? You? I'm good. Right. Yeah? Well you've been um you've been off to London this week, haven't you? I have. It's been a really weird it's a really weird time in women's cycling. I mean I don't know. I went to the Prudential Ride London GP, which is, um, it's not a UCI race. It's a crit. And, and it is crit season at the moment. There's tons of crits happening all the time in the Netherlands and Belgium right now. But it kind of epitomized what a bit, something that's weird about 2014 for me. And in fact, it's kind of, it's kind of symbolic of 2014. So I'm kind of thinking big themes, random big themes and stuff like that. Yeah, it sounds like someone's getting a head start on their season wrap-up um, <laughs> notes, yeah. Well, it was strange, though, because this was the third weekend in Britain. This was the third weekend in a row where we had live women's cycling on a mainstream channel. Yeah? Oh, so, fuck off with your bragging. Jeez. It was on Eurosport too, so you should have been able to see it in Australia, sir. Uh, only if you're willing to pay about a million pounds a month to Rupert Murdoch for for Foxtel, our version of cable TV. Well, or if you look on streams, because there definitely were streams. Because if people could see it in Sweden, they could see it in Australia. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? In Sweden, they get all the BBC channels. Hmm. Anyway, it was on BBC Two, and it's a weird thing because it was like so. So the third weekend in a row for live women's racing, we had the La Course by the Tour de France, um, and then we had last weekend the Commonwealth Games um, road race, and then this weekend uh, the Prudential Ride London GP. So that's and this was on BBC Two and Eurosport. It was amazing. However, it was also a bit weird because it was only a forty-five minute race. Ah, yeah, well, I mean, that is kind of the nature of crits, isn't it? That they're, you know, um, what is it, like 30-something minutes in a couple of laps, generally it's speaking? Weird. Well, this was weird because they'd, they'd closed off Prudential Ride London GP. They, they, the Prudential Ride London, they sell it as the world's biggest city festival of cycling. Oh, that seems a bold claim. It is a bold claim. And they shut off for three days. They shut off um, to traffic the mall, which is the road that leads from Trafalgar Square to Buckingham Palace and St. James's Park and Green Park to traffic. Well, actually, to be, and to be fair, that probably is the world's biggest because I can't imagine, you know, for example, that happening in like New York or um, I, I, what are other similarly sized cities? I, I actually don't know. Beijing, I suppose. I guess Paris, doesn't it, for the tour? But, I mean, it is quite but, similar to Paris. I mean, but does Paris close for three days? I mean, no. I, and, yeah. and, and the thing, but the thing that was weird about it, so they close on the Friday so that you can, you know, do stuff. And on the Saturday, they had this thing called the Free Cycle, which anyone could just rock up and ride around a course in central London, you know, part of the Crick course and other bits. And I've got to admit, it was a, it's like when you're watching it after nine o'clock in the morning, it basically was you ride in a massive crowd and then you stop and wait while they let a ton of pedestrians across. Oh. And then you ride along to the next pedestrian crossing and stuff. So it wasn't it wasn't my idea of fun. But Yeah, you know, yeah, no, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be my preferred way to, to ride. Um hmm. Yeah, but then, but then they had this like lovely, you know, and it, but you know, they had a festival, and you could cycle past Buckingham Palace, and you know, round a bit of Trafalgar Square that's normally, you know, traffic, traffic, and so that was great. But the thing is, is they shut that off all day, and they still only had a forty-five minute race. And the reason they had a forty-five minute race was there was an hour slot on the BBC, including ad breaks. No, ad, we don't have ads on the BBC. Well, then why why is 45 minutes magically an hour in BBC time? Because you have, hey, this is what the race is all about. And then you have, here's the podium. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, I'll allow it. Just. And... Um, and yeah, and then on the Sunday they had the um, they had a, a a a big big sportif race, you know, expect, you know, thing that you all enter probably, and then they had a men's road race. And the interesting thing about men's road race is a lot of people have been talking about how rubbish the field was. Really, you know, you had like Ben Swift flown in from the Tour of Poland um, to ride in it, and but but you know it's on at the same time as the Tour of Poland and the Eneco Tour, and a couple of other, and I think the Tour of Denmark. Okay. Yep. So, yep. 
Yeah, so there's so a bit going on elsewhere, yeah. Yeah, and so, but but then they, they'd actually, so you actually had Mariana Voss and Sarah Story and Laura Trott and people like that riding the sportif on the Sunday morning, which is kind of like, I don't know, so, so on the one hand it's amazing. I mean, sitting there on the mall in the beautiful sunshine, London's always stunning in the summer and it's like, it's just gorgeous. And, you know, they're, they're the, there's the best, you know, they've flown in, they've flown in Mariana Voss by private jet and she's racing against Lizzie Armitstead and Georgia Bronzini and Tiffany Cromwell, you know, and, you know, there's Nora Trott there and Sarah Story and all these amazing superstars and they're like racing on the mall in front of me in London in my, you know, my home city, you know. Holy and, shit. And, wow. And it's fantastic. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, it's but at the same time, it's like you know, do you go glass half empty or glass half full on this? Because you know, I mean, and, and it's quite. I mean, the race was very attacky, but you know, in an in an hour long crit, it's very hard. In sorry, in a forty five minute long crit, it's very hard to get away. You know, like you end up dropping a ton of riders because you know that's the other thing is that you say you've got half this amazing field and then you've got a load of. British teams, you know, like like British team domestic riders, and and it must be fantastic to line up around around, you know, against the likes of Voss and Bronzini. But but it's equally you're going to get dropped after a couple of laps. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, true. No, that's that's not all British riders at all. Well, I don't no, actually, and and to be fair, you know, that's still way better than uh, you know. I I would be dropped after two meters max, max. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, so it was a good race and it was fun and um, it came down to a sprint and Georgia Ronzini won with uh, against Mariana Voss with Lizzie Armitstead in third and yeah and it's and it's kind of but it's kind of emblematic I think of the twi- of of where we are you know like it is fantastic and and here's where I think it's fantastic that that we have women cycling on TV and you know, people come out and see these stars but. But we need to be holding the race organisers to a higher, you know, this is all right for 2014, but 2015 has to be better. You know, I got I got criticised for being overly negative about the course, you know, like that, 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 oh, that really? I should have been. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, that we should have just oh. celebrated where we were. Oh, I, I want I want names. Let's let's and, and addresses. I'll sort those people out. Oh, but. But but you know you know what I mean like like yeah. and I can see people's points of view on the one hand who aren't that used to women's cycling and stuff, but also it feels very unambitious to kind of sit there. You know this is the other thing about look ride London is it's the Olympic legacy race. Yeah. You well, know? It's, it, you know as you say it's the same course and and you know it's two years on and yeah yeah. Yeah, and it's run and it's and it's and it's the people who are in charge of it are the London Marathon people and that's what's weird about it too i mean i guess that's why the emphasis is on um you know on on you know the kind of mass participation ride which actually ended up being rained half off because you know hurricane bertha and stuff like that which was quite interesting but um the yeah least it's... of all naming a hurricane bertha what an odd hurricane name <laughs> no really i i mean i don't know i just yeah bertha doesn't sound like a hurricane to me well, you know they have to. They name it in alphabetical order, don't they? Yeah, but I mean, it's not like it's not like every time B comes up, it has to be Bertha. Like it could have been Betty or or Bronwyn or Veronica or Baraka. Who knows? Like, like, yeah, there were options. That's all I'm saying. You, you think you think Betty's a better hurricane name? Yeah, hell yeah. I think Betty's a way better hurricane name than um than than Bertha. Okay, I think Hurricane Bronwyn would be better. Or Brooke. That's an option. Uh, Belinda. Brooke, Brooke's, a, Brooke's not a not proper name. Brooke's a surname. Hurricane Belinda. There you go. That's a hurricane. But Bertha? Mm, nah. Anyway, yeah. that's that's enough of that. Um, I've lost track of where we <laughs> Sorry, the mass participation ride uh, got partly rained off due to yeah. Hurricane but Bertha. It's, yeah. but, it's kind of, but it's kind of weird that it's the London Marathon of all people kind of having this race, you know, doing this race, and it's not, you know, because the London Marathon is known for having, you know, the top, you know, the top athletes, men and women in the, in the, in the world racing, and the top hand, you know, the top um, wheelchair athletes, and you have, um, you know, I, I ran it, when I, in, in it when I was a kid, you know, the kids race and stuff like that. It's, it's known for being super cool, so it's kind of particularly odd when it's when it's them going, nah, you know what? 
you know what, we'll have this great men's race full of, you know, even though it's on at the wrong time, and we'll fly Mariana Voss in, but she can only race for 45 minutes. Well, <laughs> but then again, that's all she needs, so, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, almost all she needed. She probably needed 46 minutes, or 45 minutes and 30 seconds. Well, you know, seeing as Bronzini won, she probably needed a bit more this time. That's what I'm saying. She probably needed 45 minutes and 30 seconds. So, did you watch? Did you watch the um, Georgia Bronzini bike cam footage? Yeah, the, her on bike footage? Yeah, 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 I did. I did. Um, I liked the way that they cut the finish too, so that you got the other camera angles. Um, so you had the on bike stuff, but then they also backed it up with with um, the other views. That was really cool. Yeah, um, I like the fact that you could always tell where Mariana Voss was in that race because Georgia was always on her wheel. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's the best tactic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like you can A, be surprised by that or B, say that there's anything wrong with it. So, no, it's, it's, yeah. the obvious, it's the obvious thing to do. No, they had um, Wiggle. They had. I, I really like what Wiggle did this time because they had the film, which was the storytelling film with their usual backstage stuff, and it yeah. showed the team doing the sponsor stuff at the Excel Center, you know, stuff thing, and and this and that. And then they had the team. Then they had the um, the the on bike footage within that of uh, there was a camera on the back of one of Georgia's lead out riders, wasn't there? Yeah. So you could yeah, see yeah. Georgia within the race, and then you could see the camera on the front of Georgia's bike. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, it, the more that people play around with this, the better it's getting. And I'm I'm really impressed at how quickly it's getting better, you know. Like, we weren't getting, like, go back even, hell, like six weeks ago, we weren't seeing on-bike footage regularly in races, you know. Yeah. Um, so not only are we seeing more of it, but but already the, the way that people are using it is improving significantly, almost week by week. Um, you know what's... So you know you know where that comes from. It's because we used to see quite a lot of it a couple of years ago. Um, our drink team.nl were like pioneers of this, but because they got slapped with the UCI ban on cameras on bikes, which was just nonsensical. You know, it just didn't make it. You know, it, there never was an excuse that reason that you could find that it actually made sense. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Oh well, yes, exactly. It was a UCI decision. I mean, you know, making sense is not not a priority. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, and, and you know what's really exciting? So I asked Niels Gudrian, who's the Rabobank, because Voss had a, an, an onboard camera on her bike too. And I asked Niels, um, who's the Rabobank filmmaker, you know, will we see that? And he says, oh, well, I get to see on Friday if there's anything usable or not. But I've also asked them, is there any chance they could wiggle and Rabo could put those videos side by side? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, uh, of course, of course, yes. You always want more side by side footage. Yeah, so. can you imagine though? Because 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 Voss and Voss and Bronzini's sprint was so close. I just yep. want to see that moment. I just want to see it from both. I think this is the thing as well. Like, so sorry. fascinated. Yeah, by by the the little things like and and I think that's part of what makes those head to head videos so so interesting is because you you have that opportunity to see little details that, that stand out more because you've got that comparison right next to each other. Um, yeah. So as a random aside, I was just going to say my favourite bit about that sprint was the way Voss pointed over to Bronzini as she won. I thought that was cool. Oh, it's so Voss, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, it was weeks. I was at the race and it was a beautiful day and it's, it's quite weird because you rock up and the women were kind of, they'd, they'd closed off the, the preparation area. They had one street running off the mile and it was kind of caged off in a way, like, like, you know, big, big, big fences with people kind of standing, pressing up to the fences and you know people and and people like me meandering around and you know journalists and and photographers and people from teams like walking up and down and Voss and Roxana Knatenman only got in at about three thirty four o'clock yep yep and you know then they were kind of you know they they warm you know you know kind of kind of warming up and it was a really interesting stuff and because they had junior girls races in the afternoon you'd occasionally see a, a couple of youth girls like see Mariana Voss and just go oh god Voss you know what I mean like it was really 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 interesting and fascinating and fun and a lovely atmosphere but also a bit weird because it didn't have that I mean I suppose it's probably better it is central London you'd probably get mobbed and I guess security and stuff but yeah it was kind of it was kind of 
it was kind of an interesting odd experience you know to have the side of the barriers that was for the haves and for the have nots (laughs) (laughs) oh oh, no jesus i'm not sure if we wanted to make that a class issue but okay (laughs) no no it was just funny it was like because i saw some i saw some people who i know from twitter so there's nicola and annika on the other side of the barriers because hi sarah sarah and it's like oh hi and i just felt you just feel kind of you feel kind of weird just just casually just casually flipping your all access pass your press pass yeah um in their faces and and but the other, yeah. yeah but the other thing that was really funny was you can kind of in those race scenarios um i you can kind of get to places you shouldn't be and and you'd kind of have you know you really shouldn't be here oh okay but you can stay <laughs> But it was really nice. <laughs> I just yeah, I can just see you doing the the brush your hair back over one ear and and look up over your you know through your eyelashes and oh okay I'm so sorry oh it's all right you can stay <laughs> and and just uh, I have to admit thinking to myself you're lucky I wasn't there because <laughs> I'd just be like ignore her she does that all the time we're leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> as you would as well i so unless there was a free beer tent in which case i'd be muttering at you don't fuck this up there's no always (laughs) about the beer with the australians isn't it tut tut um yeah so it was was, (laughs) well we we need it to ward off all the poisonous creatures so (laughs) (laughs) but it's just there's so many nice moments and i think one of my nicest moments was on the other side of this fence there was a little girl afterwards a young girl i guess she's 13 or 14 in wiggle kit like and she'd been there cheering you know she'd been there just like watching the wiggles riders watching the wriggle wiggle riders and after um and bronzini had you know she'd come back she'd done the podium she'd been like you know yay hurrah hurrah and she's like walking you know getting ready to go and she spots this little girl and she goes across to the barriers which you know on the other side of the road from her and gives the little girl her podium flowers oh and the little girl's just like oh, 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 hyperventilating hyperventilating oh, you know, well her, well i her, would hate like, I would hate to be her parents who, you know, in a week's time have to tell her that they really do need to put the flowers out now. <laughs> no, that's when you press them. Do you want me to press some of them for you? <laughs> yeah, actually, good point, good point. And, so, but, yeah, yeah no, so, 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 like, there's this girl who's, like, you know, kind of completely incapable of speech, just, <gasps> Georgia Bronzini gave you the flowers! And, you know, and, and kind of Georgia's talking to the parent, and Georgia's incredibly charming. Mm. Very, very charming. And, and it's just, it was just such a, so, so hang on, hang on. Just to be clear, you're telling me that an an Italian person is gregarious, charming, and able to talk to to strangers. Yeah, no. in a different language. Oh wow, that's amazing. <sighs> <laughs> it was just a nice moment. She started trying to rain on my parade. It was a lovely moment, and it was yeah, really. Yeah, just just call me Hurricane Bertha. Yeah, Hurricane Dan. I bet they've had one of those already. No, no. Actually, I bet it was one of those sulky hurricanes that, you know, that, that never actually came in off the sea and just sat no, with its arms. No, no, no that's just ocean. what they call it when I go to the pub. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like mutter, mutter, mutter in the corner, you know. You want to be this big hurricane that's like tearing down. I'm not, I'm, excuse me, I always sit at the bar. Don't have to wait as long to get drinks. <sighs> anyway (laughs) so um yeah so watch the on bike camera footage watch out to see if voss if there's voss on bike camera footage and cross your fingers for me that we have side by side camera footage it's great i'm sure i'm sure one of your many minions will um will oblige you at the very least i Um, wish i had minions oh of course you have minions I don't have any minions. Are you kidding? We've literally spent the last year, every time either of us has gone, you know, an idea for a picture. Oh, well, I wonder if Sword Panda will do that for us. Will you, Caroline? And then, you know, like two days later, a picture appears. So, I mean, no, we can, I could literally say right now, um, Caroline, could you please draw a picture of Sarah asking you to draw her a picture? And, you know, that's probably going to turn up, so... I, I, I disagree. Cause I don't think Caroline's our minion. I think Caroline's No, she's our... your minion, but, you know, she's... <sighs> anyway, you're horrible. You're horrible. What else was happening this weekend? We December, had... So that might be why. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. What else did we have this weekend? We had the Junior Track World Championships have been happening in Korea. And I've got to say, the Australians are cleaning up over there. Aren't they, though? Like, it's... Look, I have this weird thing um, just because I... This may shock you, Sarah, so just brace yourself you know mm-hmm. i i my first preference and love in the world of cycling is road cycling um i know that's contentious but that's just how it is and we're all going to have to deal with it so i have this weird kind of relationship with australia's fixation with the track because you know um obviously we're pretty good at it and it's you know i've come around a track it's 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 all right a lot of left-hand turns but it's all right um but it's kind of weird to me because, like, our whole system is funded off off basically Olympic medals, which is why track is so culturally important to us. Um, but it's it's interesting because track is also then like, at least it's an organised talent spotting system. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've had um, we've had a couple of young riders who've done pretty well at uh, the junior worlds. You had loads. You had um, well. First of all, you won won the team pursuit, the junior team, the junior team pursuit world champs, which was great. And you had Courtney Field winning the sprint, and you had Alex Manley, who and mm-hmm. um, who, who was in the team pursuit squad, winning the individual pursuit with Lauren Perry in third in bronze position. And you had Macy Stewart winning the scratch and the omnium. Yeah, which actually, can you just remind me, because I did notice that um, she wound up the Omnium on 205 points, which was the same as, oh, names escape me, but whoever it was that came second. So how's, yeah. that, how's that split? Right, what you do, I mean, it's complicated because the Omnium rules change every year, it feels, but basically they, they run it on specific events as a countback. So, um, oh, I right, so, so like it's, it's who's got the more number one placings or, or Yes, whatever. but it's, it's more complicated than that because, of course, it is. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it as red. Obviously, the results. Yeah. In, so. um, but yeah. But, but and... that, I imagine. I mean, I didn't get to see that, but I imagine that must have been very exciting then to have the two of them. You know. So you close. know what? I didn't realize it was streamed live in Korean. In Korean. Yes, because it's in Korea. Yeah, I, I but, but it was, interesting. Okay. I didn't realize it was being streamed live. I would have loved to watch some junior track because because it's. I mean, I've said this before about junior track worlds and junior world champion road worlds. Is this is especially for the seventeen year olds. This is probably the first time they've ever really tested themselves out against the competition. You know, your first absolutely, year junior, absolutely. Yeah. Never. You've never. You, you don't really know, you, you know, and, and so for, you know, for someone like Macy Stewart coming away with three golds, mm. you know, that's, that's, and, and there's there a gorgeous picture of um, Jesse, of, um, oh, I've completely forgotten her name, Nikki Degrandella, who's the Belgian Kieran, who's now the Belgian, young Belgian Kieran world champion, Nikki Degrandella, if you watch junior results in Europe, she's always up there, you know, she's always yep. going to be winning stages at the junior races and turning up here and there. And she was just like, you know, the, the, the Belgian, the Belgian track team, Twitter puts up this, this, this picture of her absolutely in tears because you know she's now a world champion and yeah yeah it's like all these years of work and on the one hand you can laugh about an 18 year old having spent all these years of work because oh my god they're just children but on the other hand it's like it's really this is yeah, it yeah well and also when you when you actually i mean i totally take your point but when you actually look at what they they do i mean i remember um, you know, talking to a, a now retired Australian rider who was talking about her experiences, you know, get up at four in the morning, go to the track and train for two hours before coming home to have breakfast and go to school, go to the gym at lunchtime, um, come home from school, go back to the track and train for another four to five hours, including a gym session, and then come home at 10 at night and do your homework and go to bed to get up at four the next morning. Yeah. and And, you know, I mean, yeah, they're, they're only, you know, as you say, 17, 18, like they're young, but they've put in a hell of a lot of effort. So Yeah, yeah. And also they're putting in a hell of, because I think it's a, it's one thing as well, if you're 25 and you decide to put in that effort, you've probably had your years of going out clubbing and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, it's, exactly. It's harder to make that choice when you're, you know, when, like in Britain, you know, you get your driving license at 17 and, and you know what I mean? You can start going out to pubs and, and clubs and you get all this freedom and, you know, relationships. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. You know, all, those, like all those high school parties that you had to say no to because you had to get up, you know, to, to train or go to a, a race meet um you know the next morning and and stuff like that like it's 
it's a huge sacrifice when you think about, yeah, as you say, the the particularly the the social context that you're doing it in. I mean, yeah. hell, I was I was this will really shock you. You probably want to sit down for it, but um, <laughs> I I was not the the most popular person in high school. Um, I know that's very difficult to believe, but it's true. Oh, Daniel. I feel you like know, we should have, so, we should so like, like turning down it. party invitations and things like that. You know, if I'd ever received any, I, I don't imagine. Oh. Actually, no, I probably would have because I've been too embarrassed to go. I would have thought it was all a trick, but um, oh, Daniel, but, yeah. So, but you were a basketball star, though. No, never a star. Oh, he was Dan was the son of two ministers, so he was a very very <laughs> good. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that helps at all in in making that story better or making me seem cooler now either. No, no, I'm just just explaining that you know you were a good boy who wouldn't have gone out and got drunk anyway. Yeah, well, okay, that's true. Because he was a very good boy and he'd have to be up early to talk in church. I swear, I'm doing my best to make up for it now, everyone. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my fault. (laughs) I was led astray. I never realised they fancied me. <laughs> Can't I have the women throwing themselves at me now to make up for all the times I never spotted it? Oi, 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 oi. Settle down, settle down. It's not that kind of a podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Poor oh, Dan. No, but it's it's lovely. And so um, other other results, um, Camilla Van... Camilla... Valbuena of Colombia won the points race. And um, actually, the points race was quite interesting because Amelie Diedrichsen, who's the world junior world champion on the road, yeah, superstar, very, very fast, um, won, I think she won the junior trofeo, Alfredo Binder, um, absolutely pegged as the favourite to win the junior road world championships. So she won the scratch, and then in the points race, she broke her collarbone. Oh... So that might mean that she misses Worlds, Road Worlds. Oh, that's not going to be fun. No, poor Amelie. She's she's young Danish, you know. She's a young Danish star, and it's oh gutting. I mean, no, not to take away from um, Valbuena's win at all, because you know it's, it, it looks, from what I can tell, like it was a great win, but just gutting. And yeah, oh, yeah, poor Amelie. And then other winners were um, the German. T- <laughs> yeah, of course the Germans won the team sprint. <laughs> <laughs> Doreen Heinzer and Emma Hinzer um, and Tatiana Kiseleva of Russia won the 500 metres. Now, if, like me, you're wondering, oh, where are the Brits and the Dutch? You might be disappointed to realise that the British decided not to send a team to junior track worlds. They decided to have junior national championships this week instead. Isn't that, like pretty typical when it comes to british cycling though like they just don't send anyone except the elite men to anything well no no no. traditionally they do send boys they do send junior boys oh right so typically they're only sexist not ageist as well i guess no i don't even know what it is i don't know what it is i you know like like as you say we too are all about the medals yeah and you would think that even if you didn't have people who were going to win um in career that going out and actually having the chance to get over your nerves and so you know and the juniors is also that's the other the flip side of the juniors is is a chance to perform on a really big level to experience going abroad you know to a completely different culture and how you handle it and you know being away from home and how you handle the pressure and stuff like that as well it's like it's a it's a really important i think it's a really important learning experience for young riders too so even if you don't win you still have learned a ton you know you've learned a ton and juniors only have two years where they can try it you know where they can where they can do this so it's like oh okay well we'll just we just won't bother you're just not good enough to go to worlds sorry sorry kids and that's just i i i just throw my hands up because you know what? What? Well, I, I mean, I, I can, I, I, I can only imagine it. The frustration it would drive me nuts to have a national body that's funded with national money of some sort, um, presumably who is charged with the growth and development of the sport in, with a particular emphasis on talent identification and nurturing, uh, yep. not actually providing that talent with an opportunity to compete. It like, holy shit. 
Yes, and the and the flip side and the flip side of this thing, you know, you've gone out there and you know you're Macy Stewart and you've turned down all sorts of things and you've come away with three golds. The flip side of that is you're doing the same work, and your federation won't even take you to worlds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're looking at someone like Macy Stewart and you know and and the you know and and the and Alex Manley and Emily Diederikson and you're thinking. I could beat her. I'm sure I could beat her, but you've never got a chance to try it because next well, year, and, and, and not even not even beat. Like you just want the chance to line up and see what happens. Like yeah, like but, you know, but, I mean, regardless of whether or not you believe you can or whether or not you actually can, the whole point of competition is to compete. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's just insane to me that that an organisation like British Cycling can willfully ignore this. Yeah, and we'll see that it will see the same thing in 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 uh, in a week and a half's time. It's the Paracycling World Road Championships, and they've done the same thing there. You know, a very small team, like not letting riders go. Um, and then we'll see it in the world. You know, last year they didn't send in, in the in the elite women's. You know, they didn't send the elite, a full team to the elite women's road race, even though there are riders out there. So it's not even a question of cost. Um, and and they didn't send a full junior. They didn't send a full junior women's team to road worlds either, and it's like, well, you're like, well, okay, fine. What are we saying about talent identity? You know, talent development. Mm. It's it's, and everyone goes, and you know, the, the British cycling apologists will be saying, oh yes, Sarah, but their system works. Their system works. And it's like, even if this does work, and these junior juniors who don't get to go to worlds do really, really well, it's what it says to them. You know, it's it's about it's about valuing them as people and valuing them as competitors and giving them the best possible opportunities. And oh well. Well, you know, they couldn't do it because it clashed with junior track, junior track nationals. Well, hold your junior track nationals the week before, you know. Oh, yeah. Anyway, like seriously, it's such a oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's not cool. Let's talk about happy things. Well, okay. Uh, what have you got by way of happy things? I mean, it's... mountain bike. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Um, so bike. it was the. Um, we're still in the North America leg of mountain bike, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all North America all the time. It was the penultimate round of the Mountain Bike World uh, World Cup in Wyndham in New York State, and yeah, and it was a lush, verdant forests. Uh, with beautiful mountain views and you know you've got to love mountain bike just because it's stunning stunning to watch um uh, the the um uh, no surprise in the eliminator is won by jenny risvet this time ahead of katrin sternerman so you know that was you know eliminated is always fun but but for me and then the um in the in the cross country uh north american rider one North American race won by North American rider Catherine Pendrell of Canada. And Catherine broke her collarbone early in the season, and I think her best result so far had been fifth in a World Cup. Mm. But she just won the Commonwealth Games mountain bike. Yep. And yep. while admittedly it wasn't the strongest field in the world, it was. I think it's given her. I think she's just peaking perfectly. So because she won, she won the cross. She won the very hilly cross country, and that's great because you know Worlds is in like you know a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, so. clearly, clearly she's hit a block of form at just the right time. Yeah, um, yeah, which is great, great. I, actually, yeah. um, on, on a side note though, I do have to. I've noticed that that you've said this a couple of times tonight, and so I have to thank you. Um, you've actually been using the real name and calling it the Commonwealth Games. So I'm glad to see I've influenced you there. Um, I was wondering if you could help me, though, because um, on Twitter during the week, um, we had Richard Pentney ask, well, not ask, but actually mention to, to me, but including you, um, that Rod Ellingworth just said commie games on TV. Um, yeah. Who the fuck is Rod Ellingworth and why should I care what he says on TV? <laughs> Mate, just uh, you are the only man in the world who will not accept that. Um, I don't even understand because I think the whole Australian language is all about um, shortenings, isn't it? Abbreviations. No, if we were if we were gonna if we were gonna shorten Commonwealth Games, it'd just be the Com Games. No, it'd be the Como Games. Or maybe Como, but more likely Com. The Games. More likely Com, because you know it's a bit official, so you you don't you don't go lowbrow on that. That's Com, not Como. Yeah, it'd be commos, so we're going to the commos. But if you're going to use games, it's going to be com games. You bear in mind that I know your Australian nickname. 
my Australian nickname. I every Australian's got a nickname, and I know yours. So the fuck are you talking about? I know your nickname. You're just making shit up. I, I, I actually like. I know you're trying to hint that I shouldn't let you go ahead with this, but I have no idea what you're talking about. So you're gonna have to. I know. What, I know. I know. I know what your boys call you. Dan has a posse. It's great. Dan has a posse of boys where he goes out for meat nights and whiskey nights and drinking nights and and waking up in someone's garden face down in a rosebush nights. We just call those friends. I, I, I honestly don't know what you. You're gonna have to just. Uh, Wait, um. So, what were we talking about? Um, oh, yes, mountain bike. Oh, no, no, but seriously, can you oh, tell me who... Oh, come on, No, no, I, I want to know who that guy is. Like, like, why, do, why am I supposed to care that he said commie games? There's this interesting thing called the internet that you oh, might have right. heard of. Oh, yeah, fuck it, whatever. And on the internet, there's this site called Google. <sighs> And if you have things that you want to know about, you can tap it in. And so what you're saying is you don't know who he is either. That's okay. It's cool. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it's I, fine. It's fine. You don't I'm know not... either. It's, it's, it's fine. We can move on. All right. So. <laughs> so um, then the mountain bike downhill, shorter course than normal. This, I mean, it's been interesting because we've been talking about those head-to-head race cams between uh, Manon Carpenter, who's leading the World Cup, and Rachel Atherton. Um, and uh, before this weekend, uh, Manon was the fir- only rider, male or female, to have won two races in the World Cup this year. Really? And, yeah, I know. I mean, last year, Rachel won pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. But this year, it's been, but Rachel's been sick this year. And, um, and what was interesting was that in all the other runs, Manon pulled it out, basically, and won in the last, you know, speeded up in the last half of the course. Mm-hmm. Now, this course was very, very short. It was a very short downhill course. And so Manon ended up fifth because, you know, there wasn't the extra half of the course for her to pull back and be super strong on. But you think, oh, does that mean Rachel won? But no, it was run by Emmeline Rago, French former world oh. champion. Um, Rach second. <laughs> um, I love Rachel Atherton. And what I love about her is she'll actually be quite happy. I think, well, it will burn her. I think it actually will kind of give her a fire in her belly to go out and improve and get better. Yeah, yeah. Like, Last year was amazing and um, fantastic, uh, but this year, um, but yeah, and, and she won pretty much everything, and the you know great world champ everything. But I think you know to kind of keep that competition going, coming second three times, it probably does more for your, um, you know, for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, but you know it doesn't necessarily feel that good. No, no, it must be gutting, and and yeah, so yeah, but but again, by tiny, tiny margins, and Australian Tracy Hannah in third, which was lovely. Oh wow! And there's um, and if you like helmet cam, there's helmet cam footage of Manon's uh bike race bike run out there, and it's all at our site, prowomencycling.com. Could you just say that URL for me again one more time, just so I'm clear on it? Prowomencycling.com. Prowomencycling.com, <laughs> and that's that's one of these sites on the internet that you were telling me about before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll tell you about the internet. Do I do I go to the Google to to find it, or do I just no, go? No, you can just what you do is you when you, there's this thing called browsers, and when you open up the browser, you can just type it into the into the top into the bar at the top. Prowomencycling.com, and it will come up like magic. It's like saying abracadabra and a rabbit pops out of the hat. Ha. Okay. Okay. So so if I go to prowomens.cycling.com. No. No? I can't believe I fell for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such an arsehole. Um, Thank you. You're really making my night worth it, though. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot, aren't I? Hey. France? Sorry? Sorry, carry on. What? I, I was just going to say, um, uh, what can you tell me about the Route de France? Because I, oh. I know we've had a couple of stages, but I swear I really know something between nothing and fuck all about it. So, 
you know, we're back to, you know, this is the other thing is you kind of have this amazing time where you've got three live races in a row. And then last weekend, you know, had the live um, commie games uh, road race. (laughs) And then then it had the uh, Sparkass and Giro, which, okay, we couldn't watch live, but there was, you know, UCI video straight away afterwards. And then a 26 minute UCI video within a week, you know, so you kind of feel, yeah, this is, this is, and then you kind of get back to the French races and it's business as usual. Yeah. Um, fuck knows what's happening in it i don't know luckily um you it's actually got to the stage where you start hoping that wiggle honda will win everything just because they put out race reports (laughs) well i guess i guess then as a as a social media slash marketing tactic that works uh, yeah, yeah. so um so the first it's what do we know about it well luckily Luckily, Velofocus, I, I met Sean Velofocus. It was fabulous. Sean's even not even nicer in real life than you actually think. And you think he's nice anyway. But Sean has his, um, Sean was telling me about how much fun he had mapping the stages of the route to France. <laughs> 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 I uh, look. I, I I take you at your word that he's he's absolutely lovely um, and awesome. But is there a, is there possibly a nerdier thing ever? <laughs> no, no. When I say fun, when I say fun, he wasn't having fun at all. His profile. Oh, oh sorry, that was a British fun. My mistake. Yes. Yeah. yeah where it means profiles, the opposite. Yeah. Yep. His profiles look quite impressive when you look at them. They're like spiky and jagged, and all oh, that looks exciting. And then you realise that the um. Height axis is between <laughs> it's a hundred meters. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so yeah, so it's um, and <laughs> but, but then <laughs> again, then again, you take a you take a race like the Giro Rosa, and um, and you're going to rely on those much more than um than the the race bible because you know the odds of there actually being the surprise mountain included in the profile are, are much higher. Stage stage four is literally in a straight line, <laughs> going from east to west. <laughs> and while it's got while his profile goes from zero to two hundred meters, I'm guessing it's about thirty meters difference in height from oh. highest to lowest point. Oh no! Oh. But tomorrow. Tomorrow they do have like a stage with climbing because by my calculation there's like 150 meters of climbing twice. Okay, well you know, queen of the mountains, here we come. Well, maxing out at five, at six, at six percent gradients. Yeah, yeah, for like 25 meters, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's I don't know what I can say about the route to France. So the first stage was won by Claudia Lichtenberg um, of uh, Liv Shimano. Claudia Lichtenberg, formerly known as Claudia Hauschler, um, not just spelt the same way as Heinrich. Um, so Claudia Lichtenberg uh, won the first, you know, won, won the first stage in a solo attack. Which you know, and this is why this is the thing where I'm like, yeah, it may be flat and boring, but by God, the women cyclists don't let that stop them. So hurrah, thank you, thank you, Claudie, thank you. Um, with uh, Amelia and Alina Amelusic of Astana B Pink in second place, and um, uh, Georgia Bronzini winning the sprint for third. And then on stage two, it was a bunch sprint, and it was a very big bunchy bunchy sprint. Won by Barbara Gurishi of Alicia Pellini. Yeah, I love Barbara. She's so much fun. With Kirsten Veal in second and Yolene Dehor in third. And then yesterday was won by Georgia Bronzini with Yolene in second and Shelley Olds in third. And Claudia Lichtenberg still leads the GC. Well, you know, at least we've got that to go on. So I have no idea. I was looking. I swear to God, I've been looking for video. I've been googling in French. I've been googling in English. There's nothing. There's nothing. It doesn't exist. But they do have a very, very good Twitter. I will give them that. But yeah, so Cloudy leads by twenty nine seconds. Alina um, Amelusic in second, uh, second twenty nine seconds behind, and Georgia one forty four behind. And there's um, intermediate bonifications and sprint bonifications. Okay. Well. So yeah, so um, so, yeah. so there is a lot that could happen there, and there's they're like they're racing through till uh, Saturday, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it runs until the sixteenth. Yeah, okay, 
Cool. And well, also, hopefully, hopefully, we'll have more to talk about that next week. Maybe some more details. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like it's it's it's. I mean, to be honest, it's. I don't think you could actually cope if we had like full on TV and everything and excitement and stuff every week. <laughs> and excitement, I mean, sure. and excitement overload. You think? Yeah, but the other thing is, we need a break. So, so normally I'd be a bit grumpy about this because, oh God, you know, this is a major race. It's a stage race. It's a long race. La la la. This is so unfair. But what we have next week is we have this. Well, we have a tour of ladies tour of Norway this weekend, and there's bound to be social media from that because Scandinavians—they're just great. Well, um, there's but, already been a, a hell of a lot of stuff um, just from teams up there training. So yeah, yeah, there has been. I really liked Valley Scandalara's photo of them out riding the rain. Is that the one of um, like kind of taken as a selfie, but she's at the front, so you've got the whole team behind her and the clouds yeah. in the background? Yeah, that's a cool photo. Yeah. And she also put up a photo of, you know what a place is like when the hotel room has free umbrellas in the room. <laughs> awesome. I do love Norway. <laughs> Norway, you rock. And, um, and they had a, a Tiffany Cromwell was talking about how she'd been in places that have like 10, 10 weather fronts in a day, you know, because she's been in Glasgow and then London and now Norway. So it's like, yeah, that's Europe, Tiff. That's Europe. Cool, cool. Multi-weather. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we've got Norway coming up um, at the end of this week, really, isn't it? Like, starts on the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then next weekend, next week, yep. next week, they nip across from Norway to Sweden. We have the Open to Svedvagorda, which has two World Cups in three days, the Team Time Trial World Cup. And that's always exciting because we don't, you know, this is only the second TTT the women get to race this year properly. Yep. I think, you know, it might be some in small races. But it's always a good um, sign for the world championships. And it's always, this year, can anyone beat Specialised Lululemon, which is always the, you know, since the Velo Test team disappeared, that's always the rallying cry of TTTs. It really is. And, and I mean, if there's one thing we've talked about this year, it's it's about how specialised just don't take time trialling seriously enough and how they have no riders who are personally invested in time trialling. But I, I think, I wonder, I mean, they did win the Energy Walk to a team time trial, which was, you know, which was, a, which was you know, which was a big surprise because they've lost a lot of their stalwarts of the team time trial team. And so it's going to be fascinating to see, um, especially because Rabo put out a video of their TTT training. Um, mm. Yeah, mm. because Rabo, because Mariana Voss has said her ambition for the year is to win three world championship titles. Well, and, and Rabo, uh, I mean, you know, they've excelled at everything so far this year and um, and have been great at the TTT in the past anyway. So you expect yeah. them. And um, and Oric is the other team that always really, really, really targets the, the TTT. So, yeah. But yeah. you know what else we have? But you know who we have who's new on the scene for this year? Yes. Really? They're not new. Well, not but new, but... but... Yes, exactly. Oh, Solomon's with um, because one because Ellen Van Dyke. Mm, exactly. I mean, she could probably be on the front and just like take well, take I, all the turns on the front and still win. Yeah, I have to confess, I was I was just about to make a um, uh, a Cancellara towing the Schlex in the the TTT yeah. kind of joke, but yeah. I, I yeah. felt like that might be a little unfair because. Um, most of the other riders on Bols Dolmans are probably better in a TTT than the Schlecks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I think you and me are probably better in a TTT than the Schlecks. Well, I think between the two of us, we've fallen in fewer canals, so... <laughs> <laughs> we've probably got better bike handling skills. <laughs> Oh, we've probably we've probably done more TTT tra more time trial training than they. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, that's a big call. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, training, I suppose, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> True. Although, you know, to be fair, they would absolutely destroy me in a in a climb. So, yeah. But, 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 the, I know, I, the, 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 the Open to Swedvagorda World Champion, World Cup race, road race, is going to be streamed live. And it's not just well, on Swedish yeah, TV. Yeah, but, but on Swedish TV, yeah. No, no, on the YouTube, it's going to be commentated by Rochelle Gilmore. On, on the YouTube. <laughs> 
the YouTube. Okay. The uh, UCI YouTube. Oh, oh. Really? Yes. No. No, yes. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I've been too burnt by this in the past. I can't afford to believe that. You know, Rochelle. Rochelle no, no. Talk- I will. I'll click the link on the day. I'll, 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 I'll live in hope. But and do you want to know something even better for you personally? The race, because for some reason it's starting earlier than the average race, so it's starting at about ten in the morning, which is your seven at night. So you don't even need to stay up to unfeasible <gasps> times in the morning. Oh my god! I can still be drinking, like day drinking. Awesome. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I might get. I'm gonna get some fish. Some fish. Well, it's a Swiss, uh, a Swedish race, so you know, oh, get, get yeah. some, you know, smoked fish or something. You know what you should do? You should get your. You should get the Sydney posse, the Sydney women's cycling fan posse, around and have a party to watch it. Do you even know me? Like, in in all the time we've spoken to each other, how many parties have I hosted here? I don't know. You had, like, your family round once. You've had girls round. I've had my... Uh, hey, it's not that kind of podcast. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. <laughs> I know you've had parties. You've had girls I, round. No, that's... that's. God damn it. Fuck. That's not a part. It's a different kind of party, Sarah. That's an invite-only oh. party. <laughs> With a bouncer on the door. I just... God, I'm so torn because there's like four different really bad jokes I can make and all of them would be about me, so I can't make any of them. <laughs> this, is so, this is so unfucking fair You should totally see if that nice bar that Shut you went to... Shut up! Have a, we'll, we'll no, post Jesus, you. let's move on! <laughs> Holy it's shit. firstly, it's this gonna is be not live. the Dan dating podcast. Fuck. If anyone would like no, to date, no, I'm just like talking, like, oh, fuck's sake. He's a really nice what guy. He to... Oh, really Caroline up. Buchanan did a video this week. Tell us about that. Thank you. Caroline Buchanan jumped out of a plane. Awesome. And if you'd like to jump out no, of a foreign no, plane into no, Dan's no, heart, <laughs> into Dan's no. bed, even. I'm gonna. I have to edit the fuck out of this now. Thanks. Thanks. I'm gonna stop <laughs> editing the fucking podcast. Great. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Exactly what I wanted to do. Oh yeah. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so Caroline Buchanan. <laughs> what do you do when you're a BMX rider who's addicted to adrenaline for fun? You jump out of planes. Actually, jumping out of planes is kind of fun. Um, oh, there was more video because the Tour of Utah, it's this massive, great big, huge, great big race in America. What do huge, great big races in America? Well, races in America are amazing because they either have some fantastic, spectacular women's race and it's all on video and it's great and it's wonderful. Or they have a crit. A women's crit. So they had a women's crit. Hurrah! Corinne Rivera won. Okay, well, congratulations, Corin. Um, I suppose uh, we can only hope that they they fast track the tour of California model and actually step up to a proper race, you know, stage race uh, in the near future. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, wish all American races were as good as the Redlands Bicycle Classic and um, Nature Valley. Oh, damn it! What's it called? Yeah, it um, changed the name. No, um, Nature Valley. What's it called this year? Oh, I want to say green something, but I don't think that's right. Um, I mean, it's just Nature Valley. Everyone knows. Sea Otter Classic is also great. We love Sea Otters and we love the Classic. We wish all American races were like Redlands, the race we can't remember the name of, and the Sea Otters. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's such a fucking good ad. Um, you know, and Philly, of course. Philly. Philly's awesome. Philly's awesome too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, In fact... All races are awesome than not, but it's just the big ones in America that tend to be not, which is counterintuitive. Um, did you read, speaking of disappointment, I, did you read just, I was going, It's like our minds were melded for a moment, which is horrifying to me. But yes, I was thinking of exactly the same thing, Chloe Hosking's blog on dealing with disappointment at the Commonwealth Games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was I too honest when I said it was horrifying? <laughs> No, I was just thinking about you skipped from your love life to dealing with disappointment. Oh, good God. Sorry, just just lost. shut the fuck up. 
I sincerely hope no one's listening to this while driving because we may well cause a traffic accident. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I, I liked Chloe Hosking's blog on dealing with... Every time I read a blog by her, Chloe Hosking, I think, this is the best one yet. And then she writes another one. And I'm like, this is the best one yet. But I really enjoyed it. Well, look, in typical Chloe style, look, I, I think the, the thing that makes her blog so good is... I mean, obviously she can write well and tell a story well, but I think the thing that really seals it is that she's just really honest. Um, so when things don't go according to plan, she tells you about it. When she's unhappy with something, she tells you about it. When she's disappointed, she tells you about it. And the thing that really leapt out for me was the second half of the blog where she gets into detail about um, how she deals with, with being disappointed. You know, the yes. first half she tells us the story of what happened at Commonwealth Games and, and why she didn't have the performance and, and thing that she wanted and, and it didn't quite go according to plan. And um, and then she talks about how she first encountered this at the 2012 Olympics. And that was the bit that I found, like, particularly brave and honest um, when she talked about how she... Uh, she says it really well, too. She says something about... Um, how she, you know, you, you hear athletes talk about getting into that that place of darkness, and she's like, and I walked into that place and looked around and decided to follow the dark. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and the thing, the thing that she, the thing that have been in her blogs quite a lot, and not said, not said, not said explicitly, have been about weight and food. Mm. And she talks about it when she's talking about the, you know, people who, you know, are people who, you know, basically saying gently to her, look, just don't have butter on your bread. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like not in a kind of you're fat, lose weight now, but in a, in a kind of like, yeah. And, and, and how she struggles with that, how she's struggling, you know, she talks about struggling with body composition, you know, but she talks about yeah. struggling with body composition and, and she said that after the 2012 Olympics, she dealt with it by, you know, by basically turning to food and going out a lot, partying yeah, yeah. out. But it's also, it is, you know, to, to go slightly full circle on what we're talking about with the juniors, it's, it's that very interesting thing that if you want to perform at this level, um, there are significant sacrifices that are expected of you. And um, and we've talked about this before in, in relation to, like, that specific issue too. Um, and, um, you know, writers like Mara Abbott who've had their own issues with, with um, eating disorders and things like that in the past. And yeah, and, and it must be very, very difficult to not go crazy because I was going to say, you know, you know it, it, the risks, are, the risk factors must be enormous because when you're when you're performing at an elite level, the the difference, you know, this is where we get such ridiculous sta um, phrases as you know Dave Brailsford's famous marginal gains because that is the difference between winning and losing, you know. Um, yeah, but I don't know. But it, but but it kind of. I think the interesting thing about it in cycling is it's almost talked about as a as a as a clear line. Yeah, where you know where if where weight, you know, if you lose weight, you can only get better. You know, they talk about the power to weight ratio, and, yeah, and that's yeah. it's really dangerous about it too because, you know, how do you. How do you know if you're a rider who's you know Chloe? She's a little. She's like she's you know she's she's a person I always liken to Cav Mark Cavendish because she's got that same kind of little little you know little stocky body you know and 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 I say stocky in heavily inverted commas because oh my god if you saw her you you know she's a she's a skinny bike rider yeah you know what yeah. I mean it's like she's a skinny bike rider she is but she's you know it's it's she wouldn't ever look at her and go oh there's a girl who needs to lose weight at all yeah yeah you know? well, and exactly and it, and it is those things of you know it's like when you when you see a photo of emma pooley on her bike she doesn't look anywhere near as small as as she does when you see her standing next to anyone else in the world like just yeah just anyone you know um oh, no, no. i actually saw her at the women's tour of britain standing next to someone who made her look tall Children don't count, Sarah. Like no, no, no. Kids under Grace five. Metcalf. Grace Metcalf is one of the. Grace and Peter Hodges are the publicity geniuses behind Sweet Sweet Spot, who run the Women's Tour of Britain and also the Tour Series. And Grace is amazingly good at her job. Very, very, very funny person. Um, mm. Great person. And you should follow her on Twitter. She's fantastic. Um, I think she's just great. Grace Metcalf, but she's um, she's smaller than Emma Pooley. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, the point being, again, when we're, when we're talking about, you know, body composition of elite athletes, 
it's really important to remember that the frame of reference is completely different. You know, what we think of as normal and healthy and skinny and whatever, all of those things are, are almost completely irrelevant to this type of discussion. Because as you say, you know, Chloe is, is a fit, lean bike racer, you know, um, we're talking about you know those very specific, very small things being that little bit that, that potentially gives you an extra edge, and I think that's part of the psychological pressure of it because you know there's there's that whole thing of as you say that that almost mythological um, belief that you know shedding just a tiny bit more weight will improve the the power to weight ratio, and therefore I will do better. And while that may be true for certain circumstances, um, you know, it's not a universal truth. And, and so, you know, again, not trying to put words in, in Chloe's mouth, but just from an outsider's perspective, to me, I think that's one of the really interesting things about her being willing to, to blog about it is, is simply that it's not something that's talked about much. And I imagine the psychological pressure of those sorts of things must be enormous. Yes, and especially when, you know, if you're a woman, you're kind of brought up with this, you know, mm. you've got to be skinny, you've got to be, you know, you've kind of had this ton of stuff. But this is, again, why I adore Mariana Voss, because she, you know, when she, she had in her autobiography about how she nearly managed to fuck up her 2012 um, yeah, Olympic on yeah. double because she just, she lost too much weight. Yeah, yeah. And and she was saying she wasn't, you know, she was just she was just upping her training and not upping her calorie intake and she edged into anorexia and and it nearly she nearly lost it all. And I think that's and that's the other side of power to weight ratio that we just don't hear about. But you know, yeah, when yeah. when Voss when Voss lost power at the top of the murder hui in Flesh Will On in twenty twelve yeah. and Evie sped past her on the flat, you know, as it flattened out that's that was unprecedented for me like i've never you know and but that's yeah. an exact thing of that's 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 an exact thing of you've lost too much weight you know you've you've literally you can't do it you know what i mean you can't you can't perform and 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 so voss you know voss being very well if i want to win the olympics i have to put on weight yeah you know yeah. after she after she you know when, when once she'd spotted you know once she'd spotted what, what what had happened i mean you know part of the problem for voss is that she never yeah, you know, in two thousand, you know, in in the run up to the twenty twelve game, she never really had that much time off her bike. So true, she was always true. like, you know, so she she lost a ton of weight to win the two thousand and eleven Giro, and then she just went, you know, she had a little bit of time off, but she was straight into the cycle cyclocross season, and then she was straight into the road season, and you just can't keep that up. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, mm. and and it's why I love Voss because she's very, you know, she's like I don't, you don't hear. You don't hear the elite men talking about that side of it either. That you know this this power to rate ratio thing is just insidious, and um, yeah. Anyway, so I loved I loved Chloe's blog. Yeah, I always loved yeah, great blog, blog and, and well worth the read. Um, and I hope she is. I mean, I, I mean, the thing is about Chloe is she writes incredibly well. So you know, I hope this is true. I hope it's true. I hope this really is a genuinely turning the corner. You know, like like and and you know she says that you know you're supposed to just talk about how great it is and what a wonderful experience it is and you don't really get the chance to say why why it wasn't because you know people are only wanting to talk to the winner anyway aren't they you want to talk to the winner and you want to talk to the person who came second and you want to talk to the top favorite who failed you know i don't yeah. know fails but, but you know, that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and, and also then from a from a strictly commercial point of view, and I'm not necessarily saying it's right, but you know, sponsors don't necessarily want to be associated with the the person who who came eighth, um, or yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, in terms of a, a strict promotion of it and and stuff like that. So you know, there's there's like a, as you say, a whole raft of reasons why you don't get an opportunity to speak out, um, unless you create one, and it's quite cool that that she has. So, yeah. Yeah, hurrah. Mm. Hurrah for Chloe. And hurrah for us making it to the end of um, this podcast. So Yes, we are at the end of this podcast. We'll put up on our site, prowomencycling.com, how you can watch the Open to Swedford Border live and how, if you're in Sydney, you can hang out with Dan on a date and watch it with him. And, um, yeah, and, yeah, and all the other links and everything like that is on our blog. Please come and visit us. You'll have to send me a complete list of all the whiskies you'll be planning to bring and leave for me. Oh, come on, Dan. We both know that basically a six-pack of beer and you'll be happy. Bullshit. It's got to be good beer and at least one bottle of quality whiskey. 
dear ladies, Dan will turn up with a happy, smiling face and he'll even bring you flowers. What do you mean, turn up? You're inviting them to my house. Oh, that's true. Well, I think you, okay, yes. Dan will, Dan will be waiting for you with a happy, smiley face, a bunch of flowers, and he'll have cooked you something delicious. I, I'll be waiting with a suspicious look of expectation. It's so untrue. He's just a lovely man, and you should all date him. Anyway, on that note, thank you for listening. And if you want to um, send your submit your CVs for dating Dan, um, you can do it to our email procycling at gmail.com or you can contact Dan on Twitter at DanWOfficial and I am underscore pigeons underscore. This is the worst thank podcast you. ever. Worst ever. <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs>